0: This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some
1: secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best.
2: Hello, and welcome to Obsessed with Me, Joseph Scrimshaw. This is a very special episode of Obsessed to Me, and hopefully to you, the lovely listeners. We are releasing this episode on the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars movie, Star Wars. Episode four, A New Hope. Now, I know, don't get pedantic with me right away. I know it wasn't episode four, A New Hope. The second one was released 40 years ago. But that's how we know it now. So I'll be calling it A New Hope throughout in here to celebrate with me and probably also be pedantic because that's what we Star Wars fans do. <laughs> Two wonderful, awesome guests, uh, a recurring guest. She's a writer, an actor, a podcaster, human Star Trek, and Star Wars encyclopedia, and the editor of the awesome website Geek Girl Authority. It's Audrey Kearns.
0: Thank you for having me, Joseph Scrimshaw.
2: <laughs> I am happy to have you, Audrey <laughs> Always Kearns. glad
0: to be on shows with you.
2: Oh, me yeah. too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. And can I just, can I say about your device that you have? Is that okay?
0: Yes, yes, go <laughs> Oh, it is a device. It's not fancy electronics, but it is a device.
2: Uh, Audrey has an asthma inhaler, Yes, which delights me because I always have Audrey on to talk about geeky things. And then <laughs> I just love it when stereotypes come true.
0: It's true. And it, anytime you guys see me... You can ask me. I will have three on me because I'm always so afraid I'm going to lose one. And the worst thing is to be out in the world yeah. and not have your inhaler. And so my voice is a little deeper. I think it's kind yeah. of sexy. It makes yeah. me sexy, Absolutely. Audrey. So my normal voice isn't this nice. Yeah. But the next time the I see you, asthma's getting to me.
2: Next time I see you, particularly if we're doing a Star Wars thing, I need you to have one asthma inhaler at the leg holster at the exact level of Han Solo's DL44 <laughs> so you can draw <laughs> it real quick.
0: Can we do a kind of like Han shot first thing yeah. with someone else who has asthma?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <yeah.
0: laughs> ha- Odd huffed first. <laughs> oh, I was going to say sucked,
2: but that's better. Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Han Huffed first, right? (laughs) That's a tongue twister. Han Huffed first. All right. And (laughs) (laughs) brand new here to Obsessed. I've gotten the chance to work with him a little bit before on other things, but he is a great guy. He's a podcaster, a writer, a voice actor who portrayed Ratchet in Ratchet and Clank, and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars animated series. It's James Arnold Taylor. Well,
3: hello. It's a pleasure. I should say, well, hello there. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. It's a pleasure yeah, to you. be
2: here, Jess. Oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> That's so <simple>. cool. <laughs> I'm delighted to have you. I've wanted to have you on Obsessed yeah. for a while, and this just seemed like the right show, because I know that you are a big fan of Star Wars, regardless of your career. Absolutely. But Absolutely. then you've, you've had a chance to like be involved, right?
3: Yeah. It is a very strange thing to be somebody that grew up with it, seven years old, seeing it for the first time, and then uh, for the last almost 16 years be... Closely involved in all of it, from hosting the Star Wars celebration to Star Wars weekends to being in all of it and working with everybody in it, uh, it's a weird thing for a fan.
2: Yeah, I bet. Yeah,
0: I, I bet. <laughs>
2: yeah. Now, do you do you interacted directly with uh, Mr. George Lucas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was uh, really active and present for the Clone Wars animated series.
3: It's the one thing I always try to kind of remind people about when, if they you know are naysayers of of all of it, it's like, but this was the last uh, George. Stuff, yeah, this was the last thing he produced had his hands on, yeah. Many times, you know, you'd go up to the ranch and you'd watch episodes. Dave Filoni, the director, would show us stuff, and George would come in and sit behind you, and you're watching. Star Wars with George Lucas. It's very weird. Could you concentrate
0: yeah. at first? No. Yeah. No, you can't. You yeah. really can't. Because yeah. you
3: go, well, what's he thinking? Oh, I'm talking on, on screen. Oh, no, what's he thinking of that? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah.
2: Bet. <laughs> Did you ever geek out at him about being a Star Wars fan and say, like, let me
3: tell you my memories? And... No. No. No, I didn't. You know, Mark Hamill and I have been friends for years, and I learned, like, right away, that I didn't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I was like, right. I just didn't. Uh, I was at. A, I was with working with him and Maurice Lamarche. Maurice is of course uh, the brain from Pinky and the Brain, oh, nice. as well yeah. as many other cartoon characters. Yosemite Sam, Two Sam, all these, all the Sam characters. And you know, <laughs> and uh, we were having it. We were working on a show with Mark and Mo and myself, and and I brought up seeing Star Wars for the first time in a drive-in theater, and you know when I was a kid and yeah. Mo went God, we almost made it through the whole session without somebody bringing up Star Wars and I went okay got don't do it don't do it got don't it, it. Yeah. Got it. So.
2: yeah and it seems strangely uh, I really like and admire George Lucas yeah. uh, and I loved his uh, his presence and his energy at the 40th anniversary celebration yes. at Star Wars celebration yeah. where he said the uh, perhaps controversial thing that he intends Star Wars for 12 year olds yeah. Um, which I don't think is controversial at all. I think he no. explained himself clearly. Like, it's about morals. It's about how you want to be when you grow up. But it just strikes me funny that he is this guy who made this thing that has yeah. shaped so many of our lives. And then he's just, like, a guy in a flannel sweater. And out of, like, all the people there, he's like, oh, I'd maybe rather talk about wine than Star Wars. Like, you <laughs> know, like, he's just not as into yeah. his no. baby as the rest of us are.
0: Yeah. It must be uh, very interesting for a man like him, you know, to to, I mean, if he ever has, like, an anxiety attack at night, all of a sudden he wakes up in the middle of the night and say, there are a billion people out there yeah. that this movie affected incredibly, in an incredibly strong way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I made that. Oh, my God, I hope they're okay. <laughs> I, know, I, kinda, I wonder. You know? He
3: always has—he'd always been very just mellow with all of us. Mm-hmm. And I've become really— uh I think, a, a George a, apologist throughout the years because I am such a fan of what he did. And I always, its nowadays my kind of mantra is, you all have to remember that we all have what we have because this guy had an idea Yeah, Absolutely. Went, I'm not gonna go through the film system. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do what people normally do. I'm just going to make the movie I want to make and I'm going to show it to my buddies who happen to be Spielberg and Coppola and, uh, uh, you know, all these fantastic filmmakers and go, what do you guys think? And they went, well, I'll change this, move that, do that, you know, stretch this. And he went, okay, and he put it out. Yeah. And he made a movie. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like, get well, off his back. Was, it <laughs> is. It was a
0: game changer. It was a culturally significant yes. moment in time and that's very American in American culture yeah. that is ours and yeah. that can't be I mean it changed the way movies were made it's changed the way stories were told it's changed science fiction forever and he did that it's and G- you yeah. can't you can't take that away from that guy ever, absolutely you know? the,
3: uh, sound the way we listen mm-hmm. to movies the way we watch movies cg all of the things that needed to be done for these movies mm-hmm got created. Yeah, he and just, like
2: taking those risks with uh with new technology that he continues to do. But like yeah. your your point that I think people forget, I think maybe people remember that he was friends with all of these other amazing directors yeah, of the yeah. era. But those people are all like, how can we make things darker? Yeah. Let's remind people <laughs> of the horror of humanity. And he, yeah. he comes like Oh, what a, what if my dog flew a spaceship with me? And, like <laughs> the bravery to come to your, your uh friends who are yeah. making these dark we're changing cinema by getting serious and real. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to put silly hats on things. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. that energy.
0: But also doing something that was so important to any kind of storytelling. Like it's the first movie. And yes, he, it was appealing to kids. I mean, I'm in the same age group as you. Yeah. So I saw it in the first uh, time in the theaters and everything. Where, I mean, he is truly taking um, something as simple as light and dark, good versus evil. Right. And then also taking the hero's journey. I mean, he spent, you know, that was so important to... The story, which I don't think you were really finding in those movies at that time. Like you were saying, Joseph, they were super, super dark. So, I mean, Darth Vader was super, super dark and scary to me. But there was, you saw what the other side could be. There is balance. I think all his, the whole Star Wars franchise is all about that kind of balance yeah, exactly. and everything which is a great which is great for a child to see yeah. and even adult because then you could start to build your moral code yeah. you know and being being motivated by that and inspired by that it
3: goes off of uh jim henson and george lucas i think who both said and and walt disney said this children need to have a healthy fear of evil mm-hmm. oh yeah and so we're not going to kind of dance around it. We're going to show it to them, you know, mm-hmm. but we're going to give it to them in a way they can take it. And I think they did that really well, you know, and, and it still was scary. Yeah. yeah. But you look back on it now and you go, he watched serials as a kid of those adventures, you know, yeah. you, at, before the newsreels played and all that, and they played those serials. Oh, what will happen next, you know, <laughs> and the old things? And he went, how can I make this now? Yeah. And he made Star Wars. Yeah. And now we look back and we go, well, it's like, no. Yeah. You got to you got to take it all into
2: Combined all those things and in yeah. a fascinating way. You guys both mentioned uh, you're kind of your first time seeing it and I would love to dive into that. Audrey, I want to start with Are you. We're going to do a deep dive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the term of the day? The deep, <laughs> deep, dive. deep, dive. deep dive. Yeah, no, I just I want to know what was your experience of seeing it? How did it immediately affect you when you were a child? Because I think mm-hmm. as adults we can we can get through all all the theory, all the history, but I want to go back to just what did young Audrey feel? What did she do?
0: Well, it was it was pretty amazing because I don't know um what kids living in the United States were seeing on, te- like in the '70s, on television, movie theaters. My parents, my dad was in defense intelligence, my mom worked for the State Department, so wow. we were living in Hong Kong wow. at the time. So we got two channels, they are British channels. That's the first time I saw Doctor Who, Joseph. Nice. And um, <laughs> so, and you know, that Scooby Doo and the Flintstones, and it was only on for like a couple hours a day, and then anything else, my dad would rent from the embassy a real to real projector, and it'd be Disney movies. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, American movies started coming to Hong Kong, or Um, And playing in the theaters. And so I don't think I saw it in 77. I think by the time it got there, it was probably like 78. It was like a year later. And it was one of my, if not the first, I can't remember. It was one of my first times ever in a big movie theater. So not only to see a movie on a giant screen, but I was, you know, because me and my sister were away from a lot of media like that. Our fantasy brains were big. We did a lot of make believe. Oh, right. And right. this introduced me to a whole new world of make believes. Nothing I had ever thought of before. What? I can make believe in space?
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? And it was very grand and it was also very scary. You know, like I was saying, Darth Vader was very scary to me. You know, there's a lot of like, at that time, horrific things in that movie, but then the whole good and evil thing that I was talking to. So it really affected, affected me greatly that we went home and that would, those were my me and my sisters' make believe for yeah. for quite a long time were Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars stories, and it. Wow. Um, I would think that that was um, I was already rich into like I was saying a fantasy world, but that was definitely my introduction into falling in love with science fiction.
2: Was it more? Did you initially feel more just sort of fear and awe, and I want to see more of that world, or did you like come home? Did you and your sister come home and say like, oh, "We've got blasters, we've got lightsabers, and we're we're fighting"? Like, is was it uh, active? Or was it like, let me sit and stew with this for a while?
0: Um, We—that's oh, a, a good question because I think it's a little of both. But we immediately, you know, went because we had this little downstairs area in these apartments we were living in. And we could run all over where these trees were, so it's a, okay. it was immediate, you know, character building and, and, and stuff like character <laughs> building. <laughs> and, 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 you started so larping. That's what we you're started <laughs> larping. We started larping, and um, it was neat to see you know, as we called her, because that's what they call her in the movie, Princess Leah back then, yeah. <laughs> you know, before everyone's saying General princess. General Jan
2: Dodonna saying yeah, it wrong. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, um, you know, so... We got those dolls for Christmas and um, we played with them. We played with the dolls more than we were allowed to go outside. So, okay. And i th- told this story to you many times because we got a Luke and Leia doll and they were the tall ones. Yeah, wow. But we used to make them make out. <laughs> so it was a very we had major problems <laughs> later in life when we found out the Luke and Leah stories. Oh, and then we tried, once we found out we tried to mix them with our other Barbies but they were too small. But then we got Bionic Man and Bionic Woman oh, bar- Barbies. Awesome. So we were able to go back to m- letting them make out.
2: Luke Got it on with Bionic Woman? With the
0: Bionic Woman. Oh, man, that is just
2: the
3: 70s in a nutshell. (laughs) Uh, How
2: about you, James? You said a drive-in was your first experience? It was
3: a drive-in movie theater in San Jose, California. I'm from Santa Barbara, California. Okay, cool. But um, we were visiting. uh, My mom was—well, actually, we were living up there, I guess, for a short time— yeah, it was just when we, we, we moved up there. And uh, my brother and sister are both older, five and six years older than me. So I was kind of like in that perfect pocket. I was seven at the time when I saw it. And I remember just seeing it. and going. The first thing I thought of, everything's so dirty. <laughs> you know was that really like it's come on like, guys clean space it's like space it's like the wild west yeah, yeah. it was a yeah. western yeah. in space you know and and i liked westerns and i liked old movies and i liked you know i was in, i was from 4 years old i was doing voices instead i okay. wanted to be a voice actor and i wanted to do so i was like looking at it all from that like wow look at it it's like the the ships there's texture to it and stuff cuz 2001 was very pristine, yeah. very nice. Yeah, like, that's true. That, that that's how space is, and this is how. It, and then you know they all come in and talk, and the Han Solo's just yeah, you know, everything was just the wild west. So yeah. I was like, this is cool. So it was a great for a boy playing, you know, with his friends. It was easy. It was an easy transition. You you're your six shooter now you pretended was Han Solo's Okay, guy. and you just got some red tape, electrical tape and put it down inside <laughs> of the leg, love you know, it. Or, I love it. But uh, yeah, we played Star Wars just like crazy after that. And I never could have imagined I would have Been connected to Obi Wan. Yeah, you know,
2: at the time. No, it sounds like you were initially a Han person. I was a Han or a Luke. I was a
3: Han fan all the way. Yeah, way to go, Han! I love that. And um, and then I was an Indiana Jones fan. uh, After that, too, huge Raiders of Lost Ark fan. So that that movie is like my all time favorite. So both of those had such a huge impact on just my. Desire to be in showbiz my desire to act and to create and yeah, it was it was a fascinating time because it's I, I, I think about kids now It's just not the same can't be the same. I think it's. I mean,
2: it, 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 that is difficult to think about because you had uh, a different kind of free time where you weren't yeah. is is in, there just wasn't as much content. No. Mm-hmm. So if you saw Star Wars, you had to imagine if you wanted more Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. see Star Wars now, and you have yeah. like you know people like me, your weird uncles, going like, well, okay, how about this? How about this six season cartoon show? Yeah. Watch it now, and then talk with me about like <laughs> there is
3: there you can and ab- you can still see absorb it, again, it too. But, yeah. yeah, like right. like that. We had to wait.
0: We had to wait, and so that—that's where a lot of the, the playing came, like the red, yeah. the red stripe down your pants, and then you, You—you got to play that rich fantasy world, and, t- and you had to live through yeah. the toys and everything. And also, I think maybe sometimes with kids nowadays, unless you have them watch it, like I try to get my godson to watch it super, super early, <laughs> um, just before new CGI and special effects would kind of cloud what he thought of yeah. a New Hope, because you know there some of it, it looks like it was made in the '70s, even with the new. The, yeah. the remastered version and everything, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious now, we talked a little bit about your childhood perspectives. I want to do some adult perspectives as well. If you could hug any character in A New Hope, <laughs> which character would you want to hug?
0: Well, it depends on what Not every...
3: Uncle Owen.
2: Yeah, I would, not it's so funny.
0: Owen. I was just thinking <laughs> like, of oh, Owen and like Beru, which you know, <laughs> yeah. Beru cool. I'd hug. I'd hug, hug Beru. Owen was just kind of like, oh, Owen
2: like, needs grumpy. a hug, but he would yeah. not reciprocate. He, would he not, reciprocate. No,
0: he's he has some intimacy issues. <laughs> he I like really
2: that he does that
0: little. Eh, 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 eh,
3: eh, oh yeah, that little thing, you know, because it's yeah. cute. I, I like those, but. But the so, mouse droid on
2: the yeah Death Star yeah, so you, mouse would, droid. you would hug a mouse droid I'd hug a mouse droid yeah <laughs> <So> that, <laughs> that's very that, kind of you
0: that, yeah because you're not really getting the skin to skin contact intimacy no. yeah. of that but you are hugging something well so are you talking about you see there's are so you many asking me ways... if this is a sex hug is yes. that what's going yes. on yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, maybe not right. a mouse droid yes. am <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, oh, hug what, that what mouse kind of, droid what kind of hug I, I think Ben
2: okay what talk me through it
0: um Because he's sitting right next
2: to me. No. Be mindful. I love it. Um,
0: You know, it's... And I think, like you said, it's an adult perspective, knowing what I know now about Ben, what what, what happened over, you know, the last 40 years in Star Wars, you know, canon and everything. I just... He's been through a lot. You just feel like he's been through the most. Yeah. And he could
2: use that reassurance. You know,
0: and the fact that, you know, he is about to... Sacrifice himself for the greater good, yeah, and everything. And yeah. I just want to get a hug before he he does that and know that let him know you mattered so much, okay? okay. <laughs> that's
3: that's beautiful, that's beautiful yeah. to me on so many levels, yeah. Because I, through the years of being playing Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. uh, you just this character every time I watch a new hope and he says he seems to be the property of oh, Obi Wan Kenobi, I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi, and, and it, you know, there's that whole Alec Guinness is like, did he know yeah. what know. he was doing when he yeah. did what he did when he did that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the look he has in the store, and, you know, there's no dead. He's, yeah. All these things. Yeah, He's playing it so perfect I, for what happens yeah. you know, all these it's years It's like later. you see
0: movies every once in a while, and you can walk out of a movie, and, and you can say, no other actor can play that role. You know, because yeah. a lot of actors can play, you know, like, yeah. okay, I... Five people could have played that, but I can. I can't see anyone else playing Obi Wan Kenobi. No. Especially, you I mean, know? when there
2: was, uh, I mean, there, there's so much character to yeah. to add on now. Yeah. Uh, that, but I think that the power of Alec Guinness's performance is treating it with such respect. Yes. And now that we even know yes. from like journals and whatever yep. that he didn't
0: exactly ha- he
2: had some concerns about the script. Yes. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that uh, yes. in a, a political way. The way yes. Obi Wan Kenobi himself would say. That's it. right. There was some That's concerns. Concern. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> But I think just that he, he clearly treated it with respect. That He's a professional. Every, every line yeah. must mean something, yeah. so I'm going to give it meaning. So then, now that we know the meaning, it actually matches up. Just because the character is saying yeah. it with meaning, now yeah. we can layer yeah. in what the actual meaning is. Yeah. Which is yeah. And he like also brought,
0: as an actor, you know, making those choices, being a consummate professional, you know, he was definitely the most seasoned actor on Absolutely. that set. So, you know, you have really young actors, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, who, who are great, yeah. you know, but being in a scene with him i'm sure just like brought them up you oh, know yeah. you know when you're on stage or on camera with an actor that knows what they're doing and you're so young it really you know increases your game it's and it's, i remember I think he did that
3: years ago i was uh, mark hamill was doing a playoff <clears> on broadway actually and um i went to see it and then we went out afterwards and we were in. Uh, they have an apartment that they you know put them up in and stuff and we were there uh, our wives and family together and we're talking and And I remember he would go you know I worked with Alec Guinness a few years ago thinking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we know we but, know but the beauty of that moment was that he was so you know like he was excited to talk yeah. about Alec Guinness yeah. and he forgets that it's this we right. All, it was just like, you yeah. know, I had to... He was just like an excited actor, because I'm always excited. Yeah. It's, like I'm, it's like I'm not trying to like go of, you know, I work with Mark. I'm, I'm just excited that you get to work with these yeah. people. Yeah. He'd, he'd be like, yeah, I got to work with him, and he would tell me these, and I'm thinking, that's just cool to see that yeah. there, it was there. So yeah. just, just to back up what you're yeah. saying, there was this kind of pure to the master here exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that's great
2: that's great um, I also wanted to ask another kind of adult question uh, which of these characters would you have a drink with if you could only have a drink with one of them okay uh, I think I know the answer you guys are going to both go with but I didn't know before I wrote this question so here we go <laughs> who would you rather have a drink with Darth Vader Han Solo or Aunt Beru <laughs>
0: Well, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many like things I need, you know, in my head to answer. But yeah. but just because we were talking about Amperu earlier, I'll say Amperu because I think she needs to talk. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think she, she, she she needs to talk. You know, she's trying to raise this kid and her husband, you know, has some, you know, closeness issues and, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> it's very frustrated. They weren't expecting to have this kid. Oh, uh, do you think it, that's
2: what's what, uh, up Uncle Owen's butt?
0: I think Uncle Owen, <laughs> uh, what what's up Uncle Owen's butt is trying to, you know, raise a family as a farmer. Right. You know, yeah. and trying, you know. Yeah, he's trying to make that, ends meet and, he, yeah. and he's
2: worried about Luke. He doesn't want him to go off yeah. and cause horrors with his
0: you know, secret they, Jedi
2: power. And I exactly. think
0: he is
3: also afraid of it coming to them.
2: Oh right! As Absolutely. It does. You know. So yeah, you know, because
0: they are so isolated there. You know, once he like he's like he wants to go to the academy. He's like, wait after till after this season. I mean, what happens? I mean, he he knows what his last name is. What happens when he goes to the academy and starts so right. saying what his name is and yeah. stuff like that?
3: Well, because it is you know? fascinating. All these people around him know the truth, and everybody's yeah. essentially lying to him. Yeah, you yeah. know, from from Ben to Uncle and Aunt, you know, and yeah. everybody, and. It
2: is weird. And And it does seem like yeah, when we meet Baru, she's the one who's like, You know what, we can't keep the kid on the farm forever. Yeah. So would you talk to her about that? Would you talk to her about letting go of your children?
0: (laughs) I would, like, come over, like, I'd be, like, maybe a neighbor. I'd be far away, and I'd come over, <laughs> and we'd, we'd, like, put some, put I'd some like, good, away. get the blue milk out instead yeah. of, like, a white Russian, you know, you can oh. use the blue milk with some vodka in it or something yeah. like that, yeah. and have a late-night cocktail that moms need to have at okay. night. Okay. Right.
2: You'd have a blue Tedawinian.
0: Yeah, yes, exactly. a white Russian. We'd have two or three once a week for a little girl's night. She could tell me about, you know, her husband and her kid, and I could tell her about mine, and then I head back to my farm.
3: Okay. Uh, Let me
0: ask you, when Luke's hanging out... Does he ever move things with his mind? I'm just wondering. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <is he> just... <laughs> Will um, she start yeah. to spill the beans like the more drinks she has? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: you know? Can your kid
0: bullseye <laughs> want rats? Because yeah. mine won't
2: stop doing it seems, or talking it, about it. It's, it seems it's weird. unusual. How about you? Would you wow. have a drink with uh, Aunt Beru, Vader, Han Solo, your old buddy Han?
3: I do tend to go more towards Aunt Beru. Okay. It's really interesting. and Maybe it's just because these are characters that are more kind of human. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We know less about uh Han Solo uh just I don't know. It's so funny. He was my favorite yeah. back back in a New Hope day 40 years ago. Yeah. And now with all that we know and all that we it's been kind of changed. I'm Okay. I'm again, I'm a George purist. I'm a I, I love all of those. I I even love the prequels. Uh, the newer stuff really changed my perspective of Han Solo. Okay. And maybe that's a whole other conversation, but uh I don't want to know how he dies okay I don't want to know how you know all these play out and so now you kind of see it and you go well so he was just kind of that shallow kind of guy looking for you know I I didn't really find the same depth and Vader ugh (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, you had to spend a lot of time with uh, Anakin, right, uh, doing the Clone Wars, so you already... I've spent many a day with Anakin. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to him.
3: I've tried. Um, yes, what do you say to Anakin? How do you solve a problem like Anakin? How do you solve a problem like... <laughs> I think Aunt Beru. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah. got
2: to be Aunt Beru. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, I think I like The Force Awakens more than you do, but yeah. i I have been thinking about this a lot, and I don't want to go into a huge side tangent, but I think it's fascinating that... Uh, things like Star Wars introduced us to the joy of being in a fantasy world. Yes. And then because we so love them, we're going to continue to tell these stories, which means by default fantasy is making us face more realities. Yes. Because we catch up with characters when they're older. So we're seeing That's a lot a more older people on screen yeah. than we used to. Yeah. We're catching them up, up with them where it's that reality of life has peaks and valleys. Yeah. And you could have a fantasy where it's Return of the Jedi. They won. They live happily ever after, and we never see it. Exactly, and that's fine. But if yeah. you want to tell more stories, they have to have conflict. Yeah. Exactly. So then it's this weird thing of like now because I want to be in a fantasy world, I have to face the reality that life goes up, that's life goes down. That's a very interesting Yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah. if you know our three characters that we love so much in in the New Hope have gone, are all kind of dragged out. They're unhinged in in Force Awakens. Yeah, they're and, having a hard time. And, and evil comes a hard back, time. and yeah. the,
3: the, you know, and. Uh, I just I want to picture him by the bonfire yeah. at the end. Yeah. Things going on, fireworks going, yeah. LEDs yeah. there, and everybody's
2: happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right here at the end of a new hope that we were talking about. Just yeah. the happy celebration. <laughs> they blew up the Death Ball, and they're Everything. all good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's a good time. All right, so you guys would both drink with Aunt Beru. That's wonderful. Another thing I wanted to talk about. I, I rewatched the movie this morning as we're recording, wow. and mm-hmm. I was remarking on how many times people directly refer to Obi wan Kenobi as old. And now, in my older eyes, he was in his late 50s.
0: Oh, wow. He's not (laughs) that old.
2: Yes. So do you think that uh, all of us being of of a certain age and generation, that our idea of what elderly was was warped? by this movie we loved where everybody was saying you're 58 you're at death's door why is anybody listening to this ancient fossil who's 58 58's pretty damn young really yeah
3: that's only 10 years away from me
2: I know I'd
0: I'd like to think that that's that's pretty young but that's you're absolutely right but I don't think it was Star Wars and I'll say this really quick um we had a get together at our house on Saturday night. My my, my stepdaughter who's um she's twenty four, she had a friend who's twenty one that was mm-hmm. over. And so you had a bunch of people in their mid forties. They were in there studying, but in their mid forties, drinking a little too much, you know.
4: Yeah,
0: um, and because we had been working on the yard all day, so we'd been having cocktails and stuff like that. So it got a little loud, and uh, <laughs> they came out to join us and had some cocktails. And at one point, her friend, um, we mentioned something, and she put like um, her two hands up in the, like the, in an X shape, okay. like, ah, like yeah. to fend off evil. And she goes, "Oh my god, this is over thirty talk."
2: her uh, thirty, dog. Yes, wow.
0: and so everybody just stopped, and we we knew she had a couple drinks too, so we just kind of <laughs> looked at her and smiled because it was just such an insult. But yeah. she had no, she had no idea it was an insult. So I think it's just this thing we grow up with. I remember thinking thirty was old when yeah. I was twenty one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you yeah know?
3: people look. Different though, too. Like, if you watch old episodes of TV shows, you know, like uh, Family Affair, my daughter and I love watching these old shows, and you look at like Brian Keith and that. And I'm looking at him going, I don't know, is he 50? But he's like, he's like probably Mm -hmm. 32. Yeah. It just people (laughs) look older because once, as, If you saw them from young eyes, that's how, you know, there's always that. Because you say that. You say that that Obi-Wan is in his 50s in A New Hope, and that's never even occurred to me until you said it now. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Yeah. On a character that I've played all these years. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I think of it as old Ben. Yeah.
0: It's like that uh, website, Abe Vigoda is dead, because yeah. ever <laughs> since he was unlike Barney Miller, he looked the same age until that's he right. passed away. Yeah, Nobody was right. sure yeah. if he was around or not.
2: I'm going to start a website that old Ben is not that old. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, that I, crazy I, yeah, old wizard. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it will be different because we are seeing 58. older people in action roles. Yeah, like, well, you know, think of how much older Harrison Ford is than Alec Guinness was. Yes. And he is reprising all of his action
3: roles. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. And running
2: around punching people.
3: Mark was, uh, when they did Force Awakens, Mark was the same age that Alec Guinness was. Yeah. When they oh, did oh, A wow. New Hope. But if you look at Mark, you go, no, no, that doesn't – I mean, he doesn't look the was same it, age at was all. Was it
0: just, you know, was it us as children just seeing gray hair means yeah, old? Yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. Well, he's in that mentor role. And they didn't keep saying it, Yeah, like he said. He's in that mentor role, and they say yeah. it about 87 times. I didn't count, but they're really – everybody, like
3: – And to be fair, maybe at the time, too, again, George was telling a different story in a different way than we're used to now, yeah. even in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh he wanted him to probably think of him as just kind of this old Gandalf y type character.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The old wizard, yeah. And yeah. he's totally fits that archetype. It was just really yeah. striking me <laughs> of like how much I used to think like uh yeah. wait, anybody who is like above thirty, like, are they still alive? Like when I was really young and I'd see somebody's like, Who's bald? Like <laughs> That guy's gonna die soon. Like I had these really warped perceptions of age that I, I think are gonna change. Uh, I also wanted to ask about C3PO uh, yeah. because this movie really spends its time introducing us to three PO and R2, and it yeah. gives them time to really breathe and yeah. become characters. So in some ways, it's three PO's best movie. Yeah. But it also uh, a lot of people tell three PO to shut up. That's <laughs> that's so much his thing. Uh, and it's curious how you guys felt about the constant telling of three PO to shut up.
0: Um, Does it make him more I of a likable,
2: uh, more you empathetic please character? Go first, well, sure. mine's,
0: yeah. mine, as usual, will be a little more psychological than necessary.
2: Oh, no. That's, <laughs> uh, that's basically the theme of this podcast more psychological than necessary. So, um, you with said with you Joseph watched Scrimspot. it
0: this morning. Yesterday was Mother's Day. So, I woke up to crepes and mimosas oh, and nice. whatever movie I wanted to watch, which they knew would be like Star Trek or Star Wars. And I knew, the, I was like, let's watch A New Hope. Nice. You know, oh, since nice. we were doing this today. And, you know, I remember thinking C-3PO was super annoying, my first viewing, when I was a kid. A lot of kids liked him. Um, I just thought he was super annoying. But the older I get, and especially watching it um, yesterday, I realize I think he's annoying because I am (laughs) (laughs) C-3PO. I am always so overly worried about protocol And it's part of my nature, you know. I have OCD, so I'm always, you know, rules and and making sure everybody's polite. And that's really what he's doing. He's just trying to, you know, that's how he's programmed. He's just trying to make sure that everybody's doing the right thing, following the proper rules and procedures. And he doesn't understand why people get so mad at him and and tell him to shut up and I feel like I understand you C-3PO yeah,
4: yeah.
2: I understand you. you yeah yeah. I I think the protocol mm-hmm. thing is, is such a great point because every once in a while we see him get to do something practical which is mostly translating there's that great episode of Clone Wars where he's helping Padme with a dinner which like that's exactly what he should be doing yes, going and yeah. getting the Jogon fruit <laughs> that's what he <laughs> should be doing and so yeah it's amazing to think of him trapped in these wars and being yeah. you know trapped in sand dunes yeah. and captured by Jawas and he's just like I know what dress you should wear at the Imperial Ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, that's what I want yeah. to be doing. Exactly. Yeah. And just
0: so you know, if the three of us are in a post-apocalyptic situation, if it happens right now, yeah. like at this moment, <laughs> that you're going to have to deal with me as your C-3PO.
3: <laughs> I don't know what roles well, you guys are no, taking. yeah, but... I'd probably be right there with
0: you. Because, yeah, it is
3: true. I think most of us mm-hmm. want to think we're Han Solo or Luke Skywalker, but the truth is is we're we are C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, well, it's, there's different layers. So as a okay. fan... I agree with Audrey. I really do. I, but as somebody that's worked in the world of Star Wars and have worked with Anthony oh, Daniels right. for Amazing. so many times, who has told me to shut up on stage. Uh, <gasps> oh, no. Really? Very funny story. The first Star Wars weekends we did together. And uh, Anthony is, uh, or Anthony, as you call him, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. Uh, I love him to pieces, but he at the time was not very hip on, oh, who's this guy that does the cartoon Obi-Wan? Yeah. the oh, really okay. And I was the host, and I was interviewing him. He did the entire interview with his back to me.
0: Whoa.
2: Was stage. he facing the audience?
3: No, he was facing Daniel Logan, and he just turned his back to me, and then if I asked him a question, he'd get up and address the audience.
2: Wow. And, Interesting. And then
3: finally, and you know, I have an earpiece where they're saying, okay, you know, move the time along and do this and that and whatever, and, and I needed to get to the next clip and kind of get him off of the yeah. seven-minute thing he was going on because <laughs> uh, it was a half hour show and I go you know uh, the one thing he goes oh shut up My who goodness. are you why are you here why do I care about you <laughs> and I went Whoa. well up until uh, a few minutes ago I was a host but okay yeah. and, and so we had this kind of moment and then he came, and I I, did, I have a one-man show I do, and I he came out and watched my show, because I watched his show, and he saw that I was in the audience watching his show, so he felt, oh, I'll come and see his show. Uh, he got some and protocol
2: going there. He got <laughs> protocol. And he
3: came and watched my show, and he loved my show, and after that, he came up to me at backstage. He was the first person I saw backstage. He said, I can never do what you do. You're wonderful. Now, you know, like, now I get it. Okay. Uh-huh. And we were great. And so then we would give each other a bad time like that. Then. So, like, I right. could say, oh, shut up, and he'd say, shut up. Right, right, so right. I've told him to shut up. He's told me to Shut up, and we both meant it.
0: (laughs) That's a great, great great little story. He
3: he really, I think he is one of the most uh, critical characters in in the movie. And it's a, I love those moments of him and R two. Yeah, beautiful stuff when they're out in the desert like that. Mm -hmm. It's, it. I mean, I get chills thinking about that. That's filmmaking, that sci fi of the seventies. It's beautiful.
2: Yeah, and just narratively, I think it tells you right away. It's okay if you don't know what's going on. Yeah. because the first person you meet only kind of knows what's going on, <laughs> too. And it does all, all this great uh, tip-of-the-iceberg storytelling is the way I think of it, where it just mentions the Clone Wars. Yeah. And it, it doesn't say anything else, and it just makes the world really large. Yeah. So you know that there's a huge world out there, but you also know that it's okay to be ignorant because so oh, C-3PO man. is really beautiful and uh, fun, I think.
3: That's a, 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 a very oh, please, quick please. question when you mention the Clone Wars, because Clone Wars has been such a huge part of my life for the last 15 years. I go back often, and I think about when I first watched A New Hope in that drive-in, and then since then. And you fought in the Clone Wars. What my vision of what the Clone yeah. Wars was,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, you
3: guys ever think about that? Oh like, yeah. I,
2: what was your vision?
3: My vision was that we were dealing with actual clones of ourselves, that we were having to battle, and you didn't know who was what and what you know. Yeah. it Would have been like Logan's Run, more kind of this kind of weird kind of. World where we're all dealing with these mm-hmm. appear of well, there you are. There's another yeah. James, and I've got to fight, and then he's going to take over my life oh, and my brain, and like you know, I I thought it was a little more intricate, you know.
2: Okay, like brother against brother, except for like literally James against James. Yeah, like you yeah. know, in a vat,
3: and, the, and there's James, <laughs> and and now that guy's going. I'm I've real I'm realized. Right. I'm going to kill you. Because I, want to,
2: be I want to be James Prime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And the trickery of everybody else trying yeah. to convince them, no, I'm the real James, yeah. not him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Did you have Clone Wars headcanon of what it was?
0: Mm-hmm. Not, I think, until um, much later. You know, I think when I first saw it, it like, like you guys were saying, it made, made the world bigger, but I never really thought about it. And I think, like, like James had said, when I did think about it. Um, it was more of what I knew about clones were cloning people, yeah, but like us taking our us and cloning us, and I it I never even thought about what it actually was until okay the the prequel trilogy and yeah, and, yeah. I and think, stuff like that. I think I think for Wars. me it's
2: a it's a a clear sign of my issues is <laughs>
0: uh,
2: having a very strong and powerful super ego. The first time I can remember thinking about it, I assumed it was somebody had started making clones and somebody else thought, you can't make clones. You shouldn't make clones. So the people making the clones oh. got attacked. And I love it. Yeah. Oh. And that's clearly just like well, you know, you've <laughs> my, uh, got my, my issues mind. with like somebody's going to stop me from doing something cool.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So you thought the clones were probably cool and they were just trying to. Make yeah. them
2: stop. Yeah, and maybe it was from, like, watching Star Trek and so many other uh, uh, science fiction things that have the, like, we shouldn't mess with the yeah. natural order. Right. You know, and I loved kind of that that's not ended up, it didn't end up <laughs> not being not that at, at all. all. It's just like, this is the, uh, this is, uh, this is some people to fight. They're clones. <laughs> so we're going to call it the Clones Wars. Like, if, if everybody in the war was called Steve, it would have been the, the Steve, Steve Wars. Wars. <laughs> it wasn't about the clones at all. No. Which I, I'm i fine with. I'm yeah. fine with. That's great. Um, I was also really struck this morning when I rewatched it again by Luke's huge amount of optimism. Even though he goes mm-hmm. through like ups and downs, he's always the one who's like, "But it can be done." Yeah. Even though he has those moments of sadness when he has like parent figure after parent <laughs> figure die, <laughs> yeah. he's still there in the briefing meeting before they attack the Death Star, where he's like, "Oh, sure, we can hit that." I've, bo-. you know, he's not bragging. Yeah. He's basically being like almost a, a, a motivational speaker. Where, like all the other pilots are like. We're gonna go up against that thing. You want us to hit something that's two meters big? And he's like, "We can do it, guys."
0: Yeah, because when yeah. they say that, you see the rumble like through the the briefing room. You see everyone's backs kind of go down when they're talking about yeah. the two meters. And you, you know, know what? That
3: or- it's so funny. Again, the first time I've ever thought this, but from you saying that, is that's like the truest sense of the real force living in this one character. Yeah. So you think you know, Anakin's the chosen one, and all that? No, no, Luke is the chosen. To me, Luke is the chosen one, really. And and. It's got to be because he had that. You
0: know, there yeah. was just
3: this – the the true sense of the force living in him.
0: I think it's a combination of things. I think you're absolutely right, James. And then you have a, a kid that was brought up on a, a planet pretty far away, yeah. you know, from Naive. everything that's yeah. going on. So there's this innocence about him. It's like a child um, – uh, you know, when you watch little kids do something and be completely fearless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, it, where it'd take me... T- I, I would have to talk myself to yeah. myself for 10 minutes to make me take the step that that kid did in one second. Yeah. You know, he... Everybody in that room, when they were they were talking about what they had to do with the Death Star, had been fighting for a while. Yeah. They Everybody in that room had lost so many people yeah. and knew about all the Jedi's dying and all this stuff. Luke hadn't grasped that personally. He knew it... He knew it, but it was a concept. So he's still incredibly positive and mixed with the fact that he has a very strong force inside him that he doesn't even know about yet, I think (laughs) is why he was so. Yeah. Yeah. So a
2: a mixture of uh, being naive, but also being very hopeful and optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask Is there anything in your life that you would want a pep talk from Luke Skywalker circa (laughs) A New Hope when he's full (laughs) of optimism? And he could come to you and help you out and say, like, you know what, you got it. I've bullseyed things that size. I can bullseye that problem with you.
0: Oh, oh gosh, so that's a hard one. I've got my... one if you want. Go oh for yeah, it. go for go it. Yeah. For it.
3: Uh, the transition uh, of for, for my involvement in Star Wars. Oh okay. You know, it's been uh, you know, Clone Wars has been gone for a while now. But you know, I the this last year has been the the last year that I've really been involved as much. I, okay. You know, I had hosted celebration the last couple times and and uh, all of that. And then um, when they did the Rebels episode, uh, I was still young Obi Wan, but I didn't get even a chance to read on old oh, Ben. you even didn't. You didn't done, read for old Ben. No, even though I had done him for years at, yeah. on other projects for Disney and stuff. And there's been this kind of like, well. I guess I won't really be part of Star Wars anymore. Oh, just, no. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but Joseph called. I'll do all to That's <laughs> good. But uh, so there is that little kind of like, yeah, little pep talk of, no, no, it's okay. Because when you're involved in it, so much so in the, you know, you see behind the the, the cape and the curtain yeah. the, the with the wizard, you know. Yeah. It takes some of the fun out of it. And so yeah. now I'm trying to kind of find Star Wars again the way I did oh yeah, 20 years ago and enjoy it as a fan. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I could use a little Luke pep talk on that.
2: Okay, so you could have Luke come in and say, like,
3: you know what, let's uh, let's put some orange tape
2: on your pants. <laughs> yes, I know you're a little older a, now, I but let, let's yeah. run around and blast things. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's good. Yeah. That makes sense to me. A, a nowhere near your experience, but uh, in the last couple of years, I've started yeah. to make be able to make Star Wars much more a part of my career. Like right. From early on in my comedy career, I did Star Wars sketches, but right. like, I, I could never know that it was able to make it a big part of my life. I do the Four Center podcast, which is all about Star Wars, and we started a Patreon. So I'm actually, you know, I'm getting oh, great. I'm getting paid to talk about Star Wars. It's not the same thing as you of being inside it. Okay. But there is still that concern of if you make it a part of your job, will yeah. it not be as joyful? Yeah. Uh, and so far that hasn't happened. But I can see how that's a, it's a weird, weird world to live in where uh, so many of the things we love are still popular or have come back. Yeah. And then if you're a professional, you're always going to be dancing around with...
3: Yeah, and every day on social media, people want to ask me an Obi Wan question. And I kind of go, well, I mean, not that I'm opposed to it at right. all, But I go, well, but that's not really my thing anymore now, you know. and Or being involved in the the movies, like I've got to do voices in all the last movies. And you see them like months and months before they come out. Yeah. And you go, oh, I wanted to be like in the theater watching it with everybody right. else. Right, right. And feeling you know? that feeling. Yeah. And- so with a uh, spoiler alert, you know, Rogue One, I. I was the voice of those guys screaming while Vader was doing his thing.
2: Oh, really? So, That's so
3: cool. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. But so, so exciting. So uh, that was in October of last year. So you knew yeah. that was happening. I knew it was happening. Yeah. So it was done, you know? Yeah. I mean, I saw Princess Leia with the dots on her face, the acne, you know, and all of that. <laughs> with the
2: motion capture. Yeah. Let wow. me let
0: you know that my heightened state of... Bliss watching that yeah. was it was just on point. And even though you didn't get to experience the way I did, <laughs> yeah. I did it for you. Oh, thank you. I did it for you. It was amazing. That's yeah. Great. Yes. Yeah. Great.
2: Oh, man. The, yeah. That Vader uh, death hallway scene. We're, we're talking yeah. about a new hope, but that leads, but right, up leads it right, it right up to, right up to, up yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But man, that, that, that was a joyful moment. And yeah. I'm really glad to know that your screams of death were part of my joy. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. When I saw it, the guys were on strings being pulled back by hydraulics oh, wow. and yeah. you know, uh, green screen behind them. And, so yeah. you
2: were screaming along to the, the action. Yeah. yeah. I was too, but not in a coordinated <laughs> way. Not as a professional. Yeah. Uh, Audrey, have you thought of anything where Luke could give you a pep talk?
0: Yeah, I, 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 I have. And um, I wanted to jump on what you guys were saying. Um, oh, absolutely. The, the, the piggybacking of... Um, so I started my website, Geek Girl Authority, in 2000. Yeah. Our, our third anniversary was on May the 4th. Oh, nice. Of course. And uh, thank you. And... Um, it's, you know, and I'm a big Star Wars and Trek fan and, and um, it is different. So we're pop culture site news and stuff like that, that writing about it, writing about it, writing about it and um, finding out all these things. And then you go see the movie and you're trying to separate yourself from being an editor of yes, a pop culture site right. to being the Trekkie or the Star Wars fan that I am so I can enjoy it. And sometimes it's hard. I've fallen behind in my shows that I like to watch. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm watching my show, it feels like work because I got to yep. get up and, you know. So anytime I can find the bliss, like your screams did give me bliss. So um, so I think um, back to the site and my Luke pep talk is um, that what we were just talking about, that naivete with the fearlessness, you know, um, because I have a hard time asking for help. Mm-hmm. Say like one year ago, my website had. I was lucky if I got fifteen hundred people yeah. to the website, okay. which is great for me, right. you know. But I could, I needed contributors. I needed contributors, and finally. Uh, um, I just put a call out to the internet and got like twenty contributors to to um, give me their time because I can't afford to pay anybody. Right. And almost immediately, it went from two thousand to thirty thousand.
3: I see, that's great. Like like
0: just like within a matter of just a couple yeah. months. And but it took me two and a half years to do that. So wow. I, I do that in a lot of my things. So if I could have Luke just saying, "What do you got to lose? <laughs> ah. You can do that. Yeah. You just I'm put a hundred a hundred and forty character <laughs> tweet saying, "Can you help me? That's all you need to do, Audrey. Ah.
2: Yeah, you just you need." Know? Luke to pop up and say, I care.
0: Yeah, I care. I I think you can do it.
2: We can do it. (laughs) That's
3: awesome. That's That's really great.
1: (laughs) Hey, guys. This is Sarah Meyer, co-producer of this show. And as I do every week, I've come out to interview some people on the street about the week's topic. So I've just been interviewing people about A New Hope. Um, I did have to give a guy a hug uh, in order to get him to talk to me. Uh, I'm just just—I'm telling you so that you know sort of how dedicated I am to this segment and how sort of in the moment, um, how irrational I could be. So here you go. Are you a fan of Star Wars? Yes, I am. What's the first one called? I think it was The New Hope. Something of the Galaxy? I didn't know it was called The New Hope. <laughs> if you describe the movie, I may have seen it. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Um, I was Princess Leia for Halloween once as a little, little kid, so I'll have to say her.
4: Ah, Oda. Who? Oda. Oda is the one who who taught Luke when he crashed his uh, spaceship on the planet. He's a
3: green creature. Oda. He's do well. Yes.
1: Hey guys, it's Sarah just interjecting after the fact just to say, calm down. Uh, I, we know that the guy was talking about Yoda, and we know that Yoda was not in, in A New Hope, nor was... Škoda or Skoda or anyone else. So back to people's favorite characters.
2: I want to say Han Solo, okay. without a doubt. I'm sure everyone says Han Solo also, or Wookie. Not Luke, unfortunately. He just, was just, the character was kind of weak, but he has a chance to redeem himself yeah. in the next movies.
1: Are you excited for the next movie?
2: Yes. In fact, I just watched Rogue One for like the third time on the airplane last night. Oh, yeah? So.
1: Did anybody on the plane sort of like look over your shoulder to see what you were watching?
2: A couple of people did, but I was, you know, I was proud, was not ashamed, <laughs> never ashamed to watch my Star Wars.
1: Um, if you were a character, who would you be? Chewbacca. Chewbacca.
2: I love Chewbacca. Well,
1: you said it, so you have to do an impression now.
2: Well, I do a good Chewbacca,
1: okay,
2: maybe that's not, not good, <laughs> I don't know.
1: If you could have a lightsaber or fly the Millennium Falcon, which would you do? The, the Falcon. What about you? Well, I always thought the lightsaber would be really was dangerous, so dangerous, like as a kid, that I would just melt myself on accident. Yeah. So I'd for sure say the Millennium Falcon.
2: Well, I'd be
0: terrified to fly the Millennium Falcon. So I definitely want a lightsaber.
2: Come on, a lifesaver. You know, yeah, the zzz. Come on, man. <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these are questions that I ask everybody or variations of them uh, across all the podcasts. No, no right or wrong answers. I just like to get a sense of how obsessed people are. Uh, so, Audrey, we'll start with you. Do you think about A New Hope every day? No. Yeah.
0: Yes, I do.
2: No? Yeah, you do? No. Yes?
0: No, what? I thought you are oh, We're hosing on first. I, 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 um- I think about Star Wars every day, but I don't know if I think specifically about New Hope. Just because, okay, I'm thinking too hard once again. That's my MO. (laughs) Um, My office is full of figurines, so I can't help but not to see it. But right. the movie itself, probably not the story. But every week, for sure, a couple times. Yeah, I think as yeah. a Star
2: Wars fan, it, when you're immersed in it, and there's so much right now, A New Hope can sometimes slip out of your mind because it's yeah. the beginning. Yeah. It just it sets the for exactly. all of the weird adventures and the twists and how yeah. everything else connects to that. So it's part of the reason I wanted to do this episode on the 40th anniversary, to like just think about that movie. Yeah. Uh, how about you, James? Do you think about it every day?
3: Uh, I would say that for the last... Uh, fifteen years, I didn't think about it as much—not on a daily basis—but over the last few months or this last year, yes, it's it's the one I keep kind of going back to. Okay, and like you know, again that connection to to old Ben and yeah. and uh, the connection to what George was doing, you know, in trying to like create my own stuff too. I I use that as as motivation of what George Lucas you know, what he was thinking back then, right. how he was living, what, what he saw when he watched it. So I, I do kind of think about it a lot.
0: You know, now that you say that, you know, it's in the zeitgeist right now, uh, in the last six months, you know, with Rogue One coming out and having that be the lead up right to the beginning of New Hope and then with Carrie Fisher's passing. Yeah. Now, when I think about it that way, I mean, she's in, I've thought about her every day. So yeah. I think in that way, which means I've thought about Princess Leia every day, Yeah. which I suppose that means I, ha- I do think about New Hope because I do think about her. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Uh, you, know, you know, I, I
3: was I was very honored to interview Carrie several times on stage. Mm-hmm. I, I got spanked by her in front of three thousand people. <laughs> That's uh, lovely. That's uh, a bucket a little, list. We had a, a, a like a makeout session on uh, the last time we were on stage together. While her dog licked the top of my head, she tackled oh, my me oh, on stage. Yeah. You
2: got licked by Gary Yeah, That's fantastic.
3: She was so I went down. To, she signed. I had a converse shoes with. Princess Leia drawn on them and she signed them for me at the end of the interview and I went down to give her a hug and she like tackled me and this it. like you know rolling around and then Gary comes over and starts licking my head <laughs> That's she was beautiful. Just such a sincere beautiful wonderful person and I I am in the same place where I every day kind of think about what a what a loss yeah. you know but not in a bad way not in a uh, but just like wow what a what a gift we had with her yeah. i think
0: that's what it was i mean we've always known she was a gift but having her gone yeah. and, and having yeah. you know a lot of star wars fans really did some soul searching about especially for for women what she, especially for a little girl i am going to cry about it. Yeah. um for a little girl in like 1977 78 scene that you know like when she turns to Han Solo and pushes everyone in the garbage chute and she just takes control of the situation I remember I'm a c3po I'm not that strong yeah you know so that was you know Princess Leia was everything to, uh, to to girls at that time she was everything to all Star Wars fans but it was very and I didn't think about all that till she was gone yeah you know
2: yeah uh so at the time my wife had got me a copy of the Princess Diarist so I was reading that yeah uh And there's so much, it's such a powerful book, it's such a funny book, but there's so much in that about uh, that she's a young person and she was insecure while she was portraying
4: this hero that all of us
2: young, insecure people could look up to, and it only made me respect her more to remember, like, she was a human going through her own insecurity and yet was able to project that humor mm. and that strength. Yeah. That's really a good she actor can do actress, that. Though. That's yeah. why
0: she's such a good actor. That's why, you know, Alec Guinness was so good. You never know what's going on in people's lives, but they they're good artists and they get up there, and, yeah. which meant I think that it's it was always in her. It has to be in her oh, yeah. to was, have it come out on screen.
3: I was just watching Postcards from the Edge, which oh, is I love some, that movie. You know, yeah. yeah. And it's it's her story, it's her yeah. life with yeah. her mother Debbie Reynolds, and you mm-hmm. know, I had met Debbie uh several times before. I met Miss Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> and um, it was funny to see that dichotomy between them, but that's what her life was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know?
2: It is amazing. It is. Um, so you think about A New Hope every day, is what we have I come down to for I, I started think Star yeah. yeah, Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. because kind of all roads lead back to it. Yeah. So if you yeah. think about these important elements of Star Wars, you do yeah. come back to it. Um, would you watch A New Hope on a large screen in the incorrect aspect ratio?
0: Oh my goodness!
2: Or would you say no? No, I just I can't watch it this way. I'll scrunch it up. That's wrong.
3: So you mean the like the four three? Yeah, like, just any way cropped, cropped
2: or cropped,
3: stretched. Anything that you know is wrong. Oh, I, I'm you know I am a very OCD as well, and I think it would uh, it would bug me. But uh, I, I I don't think I could look away. Okay, so the
0: power would be there. I think that's a very good answer. Yeah, I think that's a very good answer. Like I it would I'd constantly be thinking. Thinking about it. Yeah. You know, but if it's if it's with your friends and everybody was into it, maybe, yeah, I'd watch it, but um, I'd be thinking about it the whole time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> thinking about it. Like, it
0: wouldn't be that enjoyable of an experience, maybe. Yeah. 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 Look at
2: old Ben Kenobi all stretched out. Why yeah. is he all stretched out? We're <laughs> uh, getting into some more ridiculous questions in the very spirit of uh, Carrie Fisher. We had some serious moments and now we're going to go through some absurd <laughs> moments. Would you wear underwear? With George Lucas's face on them to express your love of a new
0: hope. Uh, no. know. No, no. <laughs> I thought you were gonna oh, yeah. go oh, no. with like Luke or Han or their characters, mm, and nope. I was gonna say yes, but with I couldn't. But no. that
3: also wouldn't really be expressing my love to. I, I suppose not. It's not necessarily a
0: sign. A of t-shirt.
2: <laughs> a
3: t-shirt uh, that shows everybody else. Would
2: it be a t-shirt with an image of underwear that had an image of George Lucas on? <laughs> oh, I like that. All right. If George right.
0: Lucas was wearing his own George Lucas underwear, is the image of George Lucas wearing his <laughs> own George, <laughs> George Lucas underwear maybe? Okay. That's I have a, great and a, trippy. A, a picture from Comic Con we bought that someone drew. It's just um, every, it's about 10 yoga poses, except George Lucas is doing it. That's all it is. It's not making, it's not making fun of him in any way. It's just, just George Lucas doing the yoga poses.
2: That makes sense. If you just yeah. like, uh, I think everything you're saying, James, about, you know, putting yourself in the headset of when George was making these movies, yeah. it's inspiring. Yeah. Like, you want to do yoga too? Okay. Inspiring. <laughs> Would you want Fingrin Dan in the modal nodes to play at your funeral?
3: Oh, boy. If they could play Pink Floyd's The Great Gig in the Sky, (laughs) I would go for it.
2: I'm sure they could do a a (laughs) jizz-wailing rendition of that.
0: I would say they're more of a wedding band Uh, than a funeral band. that's true. Okay, so you would say
2: no to funeral, but yes to wedding?
0: Yeah. Well, but then I'd want my friends to be happy, too, and that would make my friends happy. I'm thinking too much about this. No,
2: no, you're thinking about this just the right amount.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because then they'd say... They'd they leave my funeral with a smile on their face. Right, right. You know? That's you
2: true. want people to leave a funeral dancing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if at all possible. If you came across a hole in the ground, just like out in the woods, a mysterious hole, and someone told you there was a lightsaber in that hole, would you stick your hand in the hole just in case there was a lightsaber that you could have? Wow. Okay.
3: <laughs> My seat. It's it's not on though and it's not going to cut off my hand There's no just... no well that's deactivated the the
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. that's the fear. but well, the person yeah. the person who brings oh, you to dear. the hole we can <laughs> we can act it out a little bit okay. i would bring you to the hole and i'd say it's, it's not activated you really okay they're not easy to turn on you really have to press the button you're not <laughs> okay. you're not going to accidentally turn it on and just burn through your hand okay but there is a lightsaber down there it works you can have it in the real world but you have to trust me and stick your hand in a mystery hole
0: and then, um, so I would trust you not to play a prank on me if it was you, because okay. you, you know me pretty well. Yeah, I don't, I I don't I do think that. you would put a, pull a prank on me. So I would only have to get my over the fear of that dark, like when you. You get yeah. up in the middle of the night and you think someone's going to grab you by your legs. Yeah, yes. you do that, right? Not yes. just me. Okay, just checking. Um, <laughs>
2: I'm afraid of that right now in this bright recording studio. Um, uh, uh,
0: yes, I guess I, yes. yes I would. Okay,
2: so you would trust me? Th- I'm finding out so much yeah. about our relationship. Really. Well, I, I would trust <laughs> you. The trust level.
0: Well, because I mean, you. I think you are. You can play a joke on a person, but I've known you for like five years, and you yeah. know I'm really yeah. sensitive to that no. kind of stuff. I don't like practical I, jokes, and I know that you wouldn't play a joke on me <laughs> yeah no no I
2: wouldn't how about you James would well, you trust me enough I would you?
3: trust you yeah but if it was somebody else that I didn't know and yeah. they were
0: saying yeah. it it's the um, messenger right
3: yeah it is okay it yeah. is
0: is the messenger more scary than the dark hole <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the question. In life. Yes. Question. in life. In life. Yes. <laughs> Don't kill the messengers
2: The whole guy. Um that doesn't make any sense. Uh I think part of what I was trying to get at with that question is even in your adult uh, uh existence, are you like really still wanting a
0: lightsaber? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say I thought you, you were going to say are you going to trust the force? That's where I yeah. thought you were going. No, no, no. no I Just that desire to love... have a lightsaber. Yes. And that's another awesome thing about Luke when you're talking about his pep talks and stuff like that. When he got that lightsaber, he wasn't even he's just like, I'm gonna turn this on. <laughs>
2: he didn't even let Obi-Wan like, finish like, no, talking. No, yeah. no, he just, I'm just gonna <laughs>
3: turn this on. I mean he so could have like yeah. cut something, done something. Yeah. yeah. That
0: fearlessness was just amazing. Like I'd be like, okay, so what do I do? Instructions, where are the instructions? Yeah.
3: I, I have many lightsabers. Okay. Lucasfilm has given me like the, the official ones yeah. bzzz, and it goes yeah. out when it's got oh, all those cool. hundreds of little That's lights so in it cool. and the sounds, in it's Obi-Wan's one. I have oh. other ones from other companies and things. And I love them all. But I did a thing years ago uh, for Disney. I probably can't talk about it, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Where they were, You're going to get a call a, like 20 <laughs> minutes from now <laughs> saying, can you edit that whole thing out? <laughs> no, it was a, they were showing some new technologies that they were developing for uh, these things uh, with lightsaber technology. Yeah. It was just a, a, a more realistic lightsaber for stage shows. And right. Things. And okay. I, they probably have put some of this into play already. That's why. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was doing the old... Old Ben, you know, this is a lightsaber, use it well, and all this stuff, right? And all I kept thinking while I was reading it, because I was in my booth reading this yeah. stuff, is, I want to see this <laughs> lightsaber. When do I get to see? And they called me up, and it was great. And I said, Yeah. Do I get to come and see the demonstration?" And they said, Yes. And I went and I oh, watched it. So and I cool. was just like, Can I hold that? You know, <laughs> there is a fascination with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's just that, that uh, childlike connection to that. Yeah. We'll just yeah. never go away no matter what.
3: When I was uh, eight, nine, when they finally came out with lightsabers, because it was a while. After the yeah. first movie, yeah, um, and they were just red flashlights. Yeah, with a plastic with the thing tube
0: that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: and a little cap. Yeah, and I remember I could not sleep that night at Christmas. I went down, snuck down in there, found it, rummaged through the d- and turned it on, and it was a Darth Vader one. It was red because I wanted the red, and I still remember that like it was yeah. yesterday. Yeah, and that excitement. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: remember very clearly we had seen those toy lightsabers at like a Toys R Us. Yeah. And I looked at it quickly because we were we were being pulled out of the Toys R Us as <laughs> I always had to be pulled away from Star Wars <laughs> Toys eventually and I saw the sticker. And still. And I thought it was <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely and still. <laughs> I saw the sticker and I was I was sure it said a dollar ninety nine. So then I told my dad's like they're just two bucks. You can just go get my brother and I a lightsaber and then we can hit each other and it'll be great. Yeah. And my dad went and he's like, Ah, oh, sorry, kid, you misread it. It's seven ninety nine. And like at the time that was an insurmountable difference yeah. in yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. But absolutely. that like that desire of like
0: yeah. but I need one. I, I need absolutely. one. And plus plus, I don't I can't think since then. Um, when that weapon was introduced to the world through Movies, nobody had ever seen anything like that. No. And and it was such a, you know, yes, the movie was a game changer, but that weapon was a game changer thing. And that only comes as well, it only comes around so every so many decades where a movie can introduce something like that, that's a game changer. And even with you know?
3: all the beautiful lightsaber fights we've seen in all the wonderful Star Wars movies, yeah. A New Hope, Obi-Wan, and Darth Vader, Oof. and when Obi-Wan turns on that light, I'm getting chills thinking yeah. about it. There's something, and then there's that one moment where its they have this really quick joust, and it's, yeah. and it's from far, it's the most exciting thing in the world, yeah. and it's because yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, and
2: it's elegant. You yeah. know, uh, and, I like and I like all the, the button, all the yeah. different, yeah. Which makes, <laughs> and, 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 and
0: you're right, which makes, and then just the nature of this sword, this l- lightsaber, the nature of um, him turning it off and just standing it was, there. Yeah. That he, he, it's not like he didn't have to holster a gun or put a sword back in, a scabbard or anything like that. He just stood there and turned it off. And yeah, they the they very accepted, ceremonial putting it off. Accepted yeah. his death and it was just like, I mean, that whole, yeah, that whole, mm. yeah. Mm.
2: All right, so you would, Possibly stick your hands in yes, a hole for I the think. beautiful. I mean, Only if it was you. If you're the messenger, we would do it.
4: I am gonna set this up. I'm gonna
2: dig a hole in the woods. I'm gonna oh, test no. all of my friends' loyalty. I gotta get a lot of lightsabers. But yeah. uh, all right, this uh, coming into the last couple of how obsessed are you questions, and they are ridiculous. I warn you. Would you wrestle a bear to get a Blu-ray of the original edition of A New Hope? Oh
3: a bear oh my gosh with full claws well like uh, it's a it's a trained wrestling a
2: tra- bear Oh, a trained wrestling bear okay. it's okay. what it's for Cause okay. I, it's too much it's too much to just ask people to fight a bear cuz like no a bear will murder me yeah. and i'm like well fair enough good conversation this is a trained wrestling bear yes
0: yes can i pull the um the like the game of thrones thing or something where i pick so and so to fight for <laughs> <Sure>. me
2: <laughs> who would you make wrestle a bear for you who in your life, do you um, have my, to be a bear My wrestler? husband,
0: I, Brian, would do it. Brian was a uh, uh, captain of the wrestling team in high school. Oh, oh wow, yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. So Brian would be my wrestler. All right. So
2: you would send your husband to wrestle a bear? Yes. Would you wrestle a bear send yourself? My wife. <laughs> send your be wife. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> she'd go. No.
3: no. No. She'd be like, absolutely not, James. <laughs> <she." laughs> um. I. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right? Because you're just gonna get
2: banged up a little bit. But or maybe you... you just put the bear in the headlock right away and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right uh final how obsessed are you question if you could not watch a new hope without getting force choked first would you still watch a new hope
3: so you had to get force choked before so, watching it yes yeah,
2: so you're gonna sit down you watch it and you get j- choked for just a little while it's uncomfortable <laughs> you're not gonna die but it's it's real uncomfortable just does about it get amount.
0: does it get as uncomfortable as the first force choke that we see in a new hope is it that that bad where the guy's like i mean it's He's yeah, again,
2: Yeah, again, uh, Marty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's that
2: bad. Uh, not crushed, I mean.
0: wait I mean, he, wasn't, he lived. He lived. He, he took lived. a deep breath. He did. I mean, it, it's, not, <laughs> you know, it's not
2: pleasant, but that's the point of testing how far you'll go. So if you knew, like, this is going to be unpleasant as it's happening, but yeah. it's a cool Star Wars unpleasant, and then when it's done, I get to watch A New Hope.
4: Uh. <laughs> we're, both, we're both like, I don't
3: let me think. Because <laughs> I could just go home and watch it, couldn't I?
2: <laughs> you could. You yeah. could, for sure. Uh, no,
0: so if you make the question, no, if we were ever to be allowed to watch. Ever again. Star Wars yeah. again. Yeah. A New Hope again.
2: Yeah. So you would endure it once.
0: Yeah. I'll so absolutely. you could watch it then
2: as many times you want after that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yes. Okay.
0: Yes, yes, yes I would. It reminds me of that, that movie that wasn't so good with Hugh Jackman. Was it Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale were there a magician? One was the Tesla. Prestige. The prestige, right? Yeah. Th- and and so Hugh Jackman had to kill himself like every single time. He had to drown himself. Yeah. yeah. But he knew that he would be making the quote unquote clone yeah, of, okay. that's of, right. of himself, that's you know. Right, so yeah. at least you're not making us die and Oh no. No that yeah. another one would appear. <laughs> so yes, my I'm
2: not a monster. I say yay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm I getting a sense of the obsession levels. I ask people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Uh, can you guys make a noise that when you think back uh, to just a new hope and that uh, seems so uh, mythical and old but so fresh and new and inspired you to dance around and tape up <laughs> your pants, what's the noise that sums all that up to you?
0: Well, my face was frozen in silence from all my,
2: yeah. my.
0: Um, let me go before the voice actor goes. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, like, um,
4: <sighs>
0: I mean, that's how what my face looked like. I, I don't mean that to sound weird or anything, no. but it was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Right.
2: Like uh, almost more than you can take in Yeah. On the first yeah, viewing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. What? I,
3: what? I, what? <laughs> what? With, you know, I mean, that's kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What what uh, before what the what you could before you what know, the what yeah. yeah before what the what <laughs> but it was. Yeah, I really
2: like that. Both noises that you guys came up with is an inability to articulate exactly, (laughs) which I think is really fair and honest. Like it's so, but then there's the spaceships and Han Solo, (laughs) got Chewbacca and Vader. Uh, Yeah, it's it's all so much. Uh, So I rate people's (laughs) obsessions for fun and to compare across all the podcasts on a scale of one to seven, seven being the highest. Uh, And just for fun, we'll say uh, out of seven Jawas. Uh so <laughs> how many jawas out of seven obsessed are you guys? Mm. With a new hope. With a new hope specific. Yeah. You're you're
0: judging us right now? Yeah.
2: Th- it- I don't like to use the word judge. Oh, <laughs> you, you're deciding, how, <laughs> I'm many rating. Ja- you're deciding rating. how many Jawas we get. I'm gonna say uh, yeah, how many Jawas and then you tell me if, if you think it's accurate. Oh okay. Uh, okay. 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 Audrey, I'm, I'm going to go, like, a 5.5 Jawas for you.
0: I would have given myself 5, so I'm really honored that you gave me 5.5. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. because, I mean, it seems like yeah. you uh, uh, have... Uh, in adult appreciation of it where you yeah. remember the power of it as mm-hmm. a youth but now you know as you get older you, it's mixed in with all of the real life stuff so you yeah. have certain things that you won't do yeah. you won't fight a bear you'll <laughs> send your husband to do that
0: it's true <laughs> it's because um C3PO yeah
2: yeah he no, wouldn't fight he
0: wouldn't fight a bear
2: C3PO no. would not no, fight a bear not at all no he would he would oh, come dear. to pieces <laughs> we're doomed um James, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way to six Jawas for you. Oh wow! Is that yeah. higher than you would go?
3: No, no. It's I would say that's about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's because <laughs> of the stuff that you were saying about when I was asking about thinking about A New Hope every day, that you are relating to it as as media, as entertainment, but also thinking about it from the George Lucas perspective of yeah, yeah. What did it take this person to create this new thing?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and I would I say thank you and, and agree with that only because of doing this podcast I would not have come to that conclusion on my own.
0: Awesome. I, I love James, that. I think we both found out a little we bit about just, ourselves. We learned
3: about this, yeah. ourselves. Yeah. It's very half, yeah. special. And I learned about uh, holes in the
2: woods that I can yeah. <laughs> make people use. <laughs> Which is great. So uh so we've got your uh your you're all rated there have some quick plugs now Audrey where can people find you and uh, uh, find all your great stuff
0: um, yes you can find me across the board on social media at Audrey Kearns it's K E. Oh, I forgot how to spell my name it's K E A R N S don't forget the A please check out geekgirlauthority.com we just launched a new website uh, it's in beta right now um, this weekend and I'm really really proud of it so please go there for all your pop culture news I've got two podcasts out there booze and phasers where we'd have cocktails and talk genre and Neil before odd, where I interview people in the business.
2: So good. So good. Thank uh, you. I love that both is of those awesome. podcasts. Yeah. James, what do you have going on right now? you got your YouTube channel. Where can people find you on social media? All that stuff.
3: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, J-A-T actor is my at JAT actor for okay. Twitter and Instagram and all of that. And uh, my website is Taylor.com, but it's also JAT actor either way. And I do. I have a YouTube channel that I've been doing. I've really been enjoying putting out. Stuff and I have a new show that's coming out soon called Clone Wars Conversations, where I sit with my co-stars of Clone Wars oh, and we fantastic. talk about uh, episodes. It was going to be Clone Wars commentary where we actually watched it, but Lucasfilm asked me not to do that. <laughs> okay, uh, so <laughs> it will be a conversation, which I think will actually be better. My first yeah. guest is going to be Anna Graves, who played the Duchess Satine, oh, wow. everyone's love interest in the, if you know, the Clone Wars, and um, and we should have a good time. And my YouTube channel has really just been that wonderful experiment. of well, Last year I went. How about if I take a year and see what I can produce and put out? And so I've been vlogging about voiceover, cool. taking people into the studio, and then just uh, doing this. And then I, I wrote a book a few years ago that's a daily inspirational book to help people pursue their dreams. And I'm doing a daily video of the book every day this year.
4: Oh, I love and it. So that's coming
3: out, and that's on my YouTube channel. So mainly <laughs> the YouTube channel is the, the thing, but also uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the animated show. I'm Yandu and Cosmo and... Uh, Uh, there's a new show called Billy Dilly that's coming out this next month on uh, Disney where I play Count Retcher, and he's a 12,000 year old wizard. (laughs) Uh, Now that is an old wizard. Yeah, that's legit old. That is (laughs) '58 For reals. (laughs) And and then a bunch of other things. I don't know how much I can talk about all of them. That's the problem with all these cool voice things you don't get to talk about. Yeah. But the YouTube channel is really where you can connect with me or on social media.
2: Cool, cool. And the Yando, I didn't realize the Yondo thing was happening. That's really cool. Yeah, that that's, that's
3: awesome. really amazing. So we're on uh, season two, and I play Yondu. Uh, I love it. And uh, I got to meet Michael Rooker at a convention. <laughs> we were in the van together. And, and you were,
0: and, already, were obviously already working. Yeah. As...
3: And I'm driving, and the driver was a huge Guardians fan. She had tattoos of all of them on her wow. arms. And she knew who I was because we had been talking before. yeah. yeah. And so we're both in there, and she goes, "So James, did you tell Michael who you are?" <laughs> and I said, no, and so "Who are you? Why do I care?" You know, and all this. And she says, "Oh, he's Yondu on the cartoon." Oh, come on, do me, do my voice. Oh, that's fantastic. So I'm doing it for him, which was scary. And he yeah. goes, "No, no, change it." Like, that. and he gave me tips. And he oh, was really? the nicest, funnest, wonderful guy. So yeah, so that's been great. And, and Cosmo is a Russian telepathic cosmonaut <laughs> dog. He reads minds. Oh, God. So that's yeah. So yeah. great. Fantastic. So Guardians is fun. That's been uh, like two seasons. Okay, doing, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, uh listeners,
2: please check out all of James's stuff, check out all of Audrey's stuff. Here's some quick plugs for this very very show, and then we'll get into our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook as at Obsessed Podcast. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and various comedy adventures, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as one dollar a month, you get access to our monthly patron only bonus episodes that I record with my wife, Sarah Scrimshaw, and talk about whatever we are. Are obsessed with in the moment. For full info on that, go to patreon.com/slash/josephscramshaw. All right, you guys ready for the final questions? Yes. Don't have anything really to do with the obsession. They're just weird, fun questions. Okay. Audrey. Yes. If you could shoot one or the other out of your hand, which would you prefer? Acid or jazz music?
0: Jazz music.
2: Okay. Why?
0: Because you can. Scare people without killing them. <laughs> you feel like if
2: you had acid hands, you would just have to do murders?
0: I, yeah. <laughs> or I would ruin their, you know, there'd be a lot of hospital bills where <laughs> jazz music, I could just tiptoe behind somebody and just go and all this like dissonance and
2: okay. stuff. So you would blast jazzy horns in people's ears?
0: Yes.
3: Yeah, or so, I could be
0: like, "What's the X Men character? Oh, God, what's her name? Dazzler." Dazzler, yeah, yeah. 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 So would be kind of like Dazzler, right? Yeah. Using okay. music as a weapon if I had to fight crime. Yeah, yeah. Would you Jazz. use it in
2: L.A. traffic? Just stick your hand out the car and suddenly do some bebop.
0: <laughs> if I could, if I wanted to make people happy, maybe you know, like calm down, um, or if it could be like I could put like such a, and I'm not good with music, but do the thing where. The sound waves would clear the cars for me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. you can just yeah. blow people out of your way with jazz. Exactly. Yeah, I
0: mean, it make me very tired. You can only do it so much. Yeah,
2: that's the real la <laughs> la yeah. land. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. That's get the the real... out of my way.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs>
2: How about you, James? Uh, acid or jazz hands?
3: Jazz for sure, because uh, most people don't really understand jazz. Everybody understands acid <laughs> that burns. <laughs> get away! Not everybody understands jazz. It's so true.
2: It'd be like an educational tool. Yes, for, you for, it would. For, there yeah. isn't a stereotype of people like going on a first. Date with a girl. I'm like, no, you don't really understand acid. Let me explain that corrosive substance, acid, to you. You know, you'll get it. You get it.
0: I'd like to meet the people that would say acid. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I don't know if I would want to <laughs> I think I'm just exactly for right. so many
2: people, like if, you, if you're a big superhero person, shooting something out of your hands, that's a superhero thing. So he yeah. has yeah. to have like an offensive or defensive yeah. capability. Well, that's how I
0: that went. But he was like educating people. I was like, no, yeah. I'm going to be blowing cars out of the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, here's Grady Tate on the drums yeah. <laughs> just for education. Uh, all right, uh, James, we'll start with you on this one. If you were an action figure, what accessories would you come with?
3: Uh, so if I was James as an action figure, yeah. I've been so fortunate. I have so many action figures <laughs> and so many characters. Uh, but me, I would come with, I guess, uh, a microphone, okay, and, and a voice changer, a little voice changing microphone. Uh, yeah, that's boring. But, no, it's uh, good. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't think of any any like funny thing.
2: Yeah, well, I think that's great. Oh, the voice changer is kind of funny because would you be able, would it be functional? Would you actually be able to change the yeah, action figures? Yeah, yeah, you would have,
3: you know, so you could do all my characters. Y- you could be Front Flintstone, <laughs> or Robbie Walton, or. Johnny Tester. Christopher Walken, you could have the walking button, you know, anytime. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, it would be, yeah, so you could do little voices with it.
2: Yeah, that's great. Uh, would you have your uniform is an action figure like what would be the oh, most so James outfit
3: it would be uh, as a voice actor the most uh, t-shirt and jeans and and shoes that don't squeak okay <laughs> I, I was looking at Audrey shoes I have uh, Converse uh-huh. laceless Converse that I was gonna uh-huh. wear today but they squeak a little and okay like, I can't ah. wear them just in case they squeak. just think
0: yeah cuz you're in a sound so, disc- yeah. yeah
3: that's so, great quiet clothing yeah get your James Arnold Taylor action figure with
2: I quiet action quiet. shoes.
0: All that stuff you have to think of as a voice yeah. actor to do yeah. your trade. Yeah. You know, all yeah. the little things.
2: It is. Yeah. How about you, Audrey? Let's talk about the Audrey Kearns action figure.
0: Well, I think, well, she would, you know, she'd be like me. Joseph, you only see me in nerdy tees and jeans. Yeah. I think you've only seen me. I, I've
2: seen you in a dress once at a well, wedding. You didn't... I was at the yeah. wedding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be that. And then, um, well, I'm thinking of like that $6 million man. Thing I oh, had the doll, the doll Is that made out a, with Leia, the, yeah. I had the eye, so you Man, can look I through the eye, and it was a magnifying glass. And Lindsay Wagner or the Urbanic Woman only had like you can just look at her ear, but there wasn't yeah. anything cool. <laughs> like, now it'd be cool. So, what I think there's a button on my back that would come out with um Star Trek quotes at any <laughs> given time, you know, it just cycled through them, like you know, you press my and they're not like live long and prosper, it'd be like you know, you press press my back a button and it says live now, uh, well, God, now, now I um, yeah, can't remember now, now that I'm on the spot yeah um now will never come yeah I know just a bunch of like okay quotes
2: so yeah. it would be a string or a button
0: a string or a button
2: because I mean an action figure is more of a button than a string
0: I'd say my Picard one <laughs> that I do own <laughs> is a button and it's just like engage make <laughs> it so number one <laughs> oh, live now, make now, always the most precious time. Now will never come again. Ooh. So so stuff like wow, that, so, which is yeah. a Picard one. You know, so like really inspirational ones yeah. like that. Okay. Or or wise ones, like instead of live long and prosper, like infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Okay. You know, stuff to make sure that you're walking out the door, being in the present and doing the right
2: yeah. thing. Yeah, so that, oh, that
0: would be a total Audrey thing. Yeah, but, but related to fantasy and sci-fi because that's how I.
2: Okay. Do you have an think, example of that of a of something that you would say that's not another character's quote?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying, oh, make it into my own words. No, yeah. I'm saying that all those quotes like lead my life, okay. like like the live now one I have on my business card. Okay. Oh. You know, and the IDIC I have written in different nice. Places, so it'd be like my favorite sci-fi and fantasy quotes, like Gandalf, you know, saying okay. something super wise to yes. Frodo, yeah. you know, or something like that.
2: So your action figure then would be playing the the hits of great yes. inspirational science fiction quotes. Awesome. But
0: my Audrey, but in my the my Audrey, but but in my voice.
2: Okay, yeah. You so know? you were saying? Yeah, yeah. We're saying. because
0: That's great. you know, I always like I never make any bones about having OCD or any kind of anxi- anxiety issues. I talk about them all the time. So. Yeah. People that do follow me know that about me. So hearing me say the inspirational quotes, which maybe I have to say yeah. those to myself before I walk out the door. Maybe That's I do. Awesome. Maybe it'll help me stick my hand in a hole in the ground. I don't
3: know. <laughs> or wrestle a bear.
2: Yeah. wrestle a bear. Uh, would you want to have uh, an asthma inhaler accessory?
0: Yes. Excellent. Yes, like like um, so. Would it be in my hand all the time, or would it be something you could place in my hand? Like I'd have points of articulation so that you <laughs> sure. so you can bring <laughs> well, it up to my you can terrible. bring bring it up to my mouth. So you wouldn't be the
3: true '70s <laughs> ones where they couldn't bend. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I would awesome. have more points of articulation. <laughs> that would be
2: really cruel yes. to have an asthma yes. inhaler that couldn't reach. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: exactly. That's so horrible. Section figure can and stick it have, in the sky. And not. there'd have to be um, like three, like one in my hand and an outline and one in one of my jeans because oh, that's nice. usually nice. what I have. Oh,
2: that's great. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, the Final question for everyone on the podcast. Uh, Audrey has answered this before, so I'll start with you, Audrey, and then we'll end with James. What is happiness?
0: Um, for everybody or for me? I'm sorry. So, um, happiness is um, actually moments like these when I just get to talk freely or happiness to me is uh, uh, being on stage. Yeah. And, and in a moment where I'm in control but completely out of control at the same mm. time and bliss and happiness is storytelling. Yeah, I like Listening that a Listening and doing. Stories.
2: Yeah, being yeah. like just being engaged. Engaged. Right,
0: yeah. nice. Engaged.
2: Man. <laughs> How about you, James? Do you, what is happiness? She said it
3: so beautifully, oh. and that's really just, I, I would say the same mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love all of that. Uh, uh, teaching people about all this, but also my family, uh, my my watching my daughter do yeah. stuff. Oh uh, yeah, my husband, sorry, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> engaging uh, that, obviously. Um, uh, but yeah just that putting that out and seeing somebody not like for myself to go oh mm-hmm. aren't I great but to see somebody smile from mm-hmm. something that came out and yeah it's created that, a that, fun connection, thing. that connection yeah connection just that of, connection with, yeah, this yeah. is this this is great it's like what Audrey said this right here this is yeah. fun doing this
2: yeah well this has been an incredibly happy experience for me I knew it would be because I know both you guys and yeah. I knew you would be fun people to celebrate I think this uh, ultimately very like happy positive movie of a new hope i mean it's literally there in the title it's a new hope and there's a lot of optimism yeah. to it and uh, i experienced lots of moments of happiness including learning that you are screaming in death in rogue yes. one yeah. i'm a happy positive guy and i also like a little bit people, of irony so yeah you man. don't know
0: how many people i'm gonna go tell that to oh. right right <laughs> i met the guy yeah
2: yeah thank you guys so much for doing the podcast that is our podcast
1: You've been listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest Shared some stories with the rest Rate
0: five stars if you're impressed
3: Don't seem to ever remember wrestling a bear.